Longhorn Nation, we're back! Social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. So that's how I feel about it, from politics to sports to whatever. It gives people a platform to bitch, and then other people are like needling it, and they're sitting at home, and they're laid on a payment. We're David, <laughs> they're Goliath, and we, we go out there and play. Why not us? Like, think about that. Who played in 2019? Who played in 2020? Why not Texas Tech? Well, I was reading the, the game notes. Your offensive line had a missed assignment. Pretty good. Uh, I don't know, where, the, where the hell that come from? I don't know. I don't read the notes. Sorry, but but I, I don't know if that's accurate. One guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. And we are back. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Big 12 Takeover Podcast. My name is Tyler Davis. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, my guy, Donnell Davis. Donnell, you doing all right down there, man? I'm doing good, man. It's been a great week. How about yourself? <laughs> it's been a good week. We recorded a little early last week, so it feels like we haven't talked in a while. I know. Uh, but I'm excited to dig into uh, Oklahoma State tonight, kind of talk a little bit about the state of their program, where they're headed, um, how things could look for them this fall. I think this will be a fun episode. Um, last week, we talked a lot about Oklahoma, um, and we talked a little bit about or I talked a little bit about, I can't say we, I talked a little bit about how I think the Big 12 championship this year runs through the state of Oklahoma, but I refuse to reveal who I would, who I thought would win the Big 12. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight because I'm going to uh, make my pick for the Big 12 champion tonight. Um, because like I said, I think it runs through the state of Oklahoma. But before we dig into Oklahoma State and before we get to housekeeping, that's right. We're going to talk two news stories this week. Number one, in the Big 12, there's a couple things. There's two quarterback things to talk about. Number one, Texas. Um, we talk, uh, Donnell tweeted out this week about Quinn Ewers taking most of the reps in spring or getting more of the first-team reps in spring. And Donnell said, QB1. You crowning <laughs> them now? I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm crowning them now, but I, I think he's going to be a top three quarterback in the Big 12 this year. He can Top spin three it. in the Big 12. Huh? I mean, the hype is there, and now he's got to live up to it, right? I mean, he's oh, he's yeah. the he's the blue chip recruit that everybody's excited to see. Uh, hasn't hasn't thrown a football in a game since his junior year of high school. But when he did throw it, oh yeah, it was, yeah. When it was he, beautiful when he to see. It, he he was good. He, he's a sight to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, Quinn Ewers taking a lot of the reps down there uh, at Texas this spring. The other quarterback news, and this one I thought was kind of uh, kind of surprising. JT Daniels transferring to West Virginia. You got an SEC quarterback, uh, more of a pocket passer guy, coming to the Big Twelve to join West Virginia to be a part of Graham Harrell's offense. Uh, that's going to be fun to talk about when we roll around to that. It definitely. I'm glad we hadn't broke down West Virginia yet because I think that changes yeah. the conversation a little bit. Um, up there in, in West Virginia. So, um, yeah, those are two big news stories this week. I, I just wanted to, you know, kick off the show with Donnell saying Quinn Ewers is QB1. Uh, <laughs> JT Daniels is likely QB1 in, in West Virginia this year. Uh, going to be a fun season this fall. I think the Big 12 is, is getting kind of spicy. I know a lot of people, you know, they kind of they kind of forget about the Big 12. It's all SEC, Big 10 football, but the Big 12 might make some noise. There's some good teams in, in this conference this year. 
Um, but before we get too far along, I wanted to get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, be sure and go to the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube if you're not already there. Uh, subscribe. That is where all of our shows are. That's where all of our SEC Takeover shows are, Big Ten Takeover, Draft Takeover. Um, all of the network's programming comes through that channel. Um, even just tonight, the SEC Takeover uh, did a live watch-along of the Florida Spring Game. It was really cool. Uh, a lot of retention, a lot of conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then make sure you're also following the network on Twitter, at TakeoverPods. Um, that's going to give you, you know, updates on, on sponsorships, updates on more shows, uh, guests, things of that nature. Um, that's where all those announcements come from. And then also follow us on Twitter at Big12Takeover. That's B-I-G-1-2-Takeover. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Donnell randomly will tweet out about people's brisket or he'll tweet out about, you know, Queen Ewers taking the starting job in Texas. Um, there's a lot of different things, you know, that we're, we're going to be tweeting about. We're going to be keeping you guys up to date on the news as it comes out. Um, so, yeah, be, be sure and follow us along on Twitter. That Again, that's Big12Takeover. And uh, we do follow back. Just if you're trying to boost that follower account, we, we got you. Um, next thing, next order of business. We are sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy and player props in states like California, New York, Texas, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of. NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. I always like to joke and say cricket. It wouldn't surprise me if it's there. Um, you can combine picks across multiple sports as well. You can take the over on Max Scherzer strikeouts and the under on LeBron assists if you wanted. Um, NBA season's obviously coming to a close, so you might want to you know, fill that in for your other picks. It's just you against the numbers. So very fun, very safe. Uh, it's safe and easy to use. You can place picks in under 60 seconds, and they offer fast withdrawals. Use code TAKEOVER to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. I'm going to pop that on the screen for you. Uh, use code TAKEOVER to get a 100% deposit match. And uh, be sure and win you some monies. So, housekeeping out of the way. Donnell, Oklahoma State football. We talked about Oklahoma last week. You really riled up some people. Do you think you're going to rile some people up this week? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State fans are a little bit more confident than Oklahoma Sooner fans. <laughs> so I don't expect them to get uh, as riled up as, you know, them. But I might, I might ruffle some feathers. Man, you're going to make me have to protect you from, from these Oklahoma fans, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it all the time. They're gonna they're gonna try to kill you. Hey, I, can't, I can't let it happen. Um, but no, I, I don't think we'll ruffle too many feathers with tonight's episode. I think Oklahoma State's a good football team. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to dig into that now. So let's do a little bit of recap and last season, um, coached by Mike Gundy, of course, the mullet man himself. Uh, I was trying to find the numbers, some advanced analytics for you guys uh, on his record with versus without the mullet. Um, if I do find those at some point, I will for sure bring that back up um they finished 12 and 2 tied for first in the big 12 they lost the big 12 championship game to baylor um they Tough were loss. yeah it was it was a really good game actually it was, it was a lot of fun um they ended up winning uh, the fiesta bowl against notre dame 37 35 and a tight one um 
good football team again yeah you know just lost to baylor too little too late in the big 12 championship and uh <laughs> you know took care of business in the bowl game i know you're happy over there <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying not to be too mean uh because it was a really good game is a really good defensive game uh there wasn't you know too many points scored uh big you know oklahoma state had the number one defense in the big 12 uh they were very good and they will now have to deal with the loss of jim knowles as their defensive coordinator going to ohio state um they've hired Derek mason who stepped down at auburn um when all of the harson stuff started to happen he pieced out uh he's got uh, head coach experience at vanderbilt um this is a good coach to add to your staff i think he's a great great hire for oklahoma state and i think that defense will just they'll hit the ground running I, th- I think you said you love Derek Mason. Yeah, I, I love Derek Mason. He brings he brings a tough defense with him. And let me just give you this stat that I have for him. Auburn's 2021 defense did not allow a fourth-quarter score in five of its six wins. That includes wow. holding Texas A&M and Ole Miss, who both had decent to great quarterbacks, college quarterbacks, without a passing touchdown for the first time since 2006. Wow. That is, uh, that's insane. Yeah. And I think that what Derek Mason is, I'm not, we can't compare him to Jim, Jim knows cause he's a great coach and what he's done for, uh, Oklahoma state. I mean, last year, Oklahoma state, uh, points against, they ranked eighth in the entire nation with giving up only 16.8 points a game. And that's in the Big 12. So I want people to understand, you know, a scoring conference, giving up 16.8 points a game, that's that's mighty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's, geez, that's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're a good, fo- they, they were a good football team last year. Um, and like you, you hit on with Jim Knowles leaving, it sounds like with Derek Mason, they'll hit the ground running. Sorry for my my washer in the background if you can hear that um washing some doing some laundry um but they're also going to be losing some players too not just coaches um going into 2022 offensively they're going to lose their top rusher jalen warren uh with 1216 yards 11 touchdowns 225 receiving yards um they will feel that that's a lot of production to lose um, but I think, you know, they'll, they'll have some people waiting in the, in the wings and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, they'll also lose Tay Martin, um, who big is loss. one of, yeah, it's huge loss. It's one of only two receivers in the big 12 last year who had over a thousand receiving yards. And you know who um, the other one was, right? <laughs> the other one was freshman <laughs> Xavier Worthy from the university of Texas, okay. Okay. who we will be talking about in a few weeks because he's a stud. Led the led the conference in receiving yards and touchdowns, but uh, don't get too excited over there. They, they still went three and six in the Big Twelve. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, Tay, Tay Martin, huge loss, um, big time. And then they lose two hog mollies up front, uh, Josh Sills and Danny. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this name, Danny Godlevsky. I tried. That, I butcher that. I think that, I'm that's sorry. pretty good. I, I, you know, I gave it. I gave it the old college try. Um, right. <laughs> no, so they're going to, you know, offensively, it doesn't sound like they're losing a lot, like pl- number wise, but they're losing a lot of production um, right. and some really solid, you know, guys up front. 
and that's not easy to replace. Like when you lose interior guys, it, it's tough. It's tough, right. especially a team that that ran the ball so well last year. Um, they will they will feel that for sure. Um, and then the defense, I'll let you carry that away. Well, on defense again, you uh, like you say, we talked about Malcolm Rodriguez before the show, but I mean that's a guy that had a 129 total tackles. <laughs> <laughs> three sacks, number. <laughs> four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and one interception. And I, I say Malcolm Rodriguez is a big impact loss because that's a guy that's probably going to the NFL. I mean, he's he's going to get drafted. So that's NFL production that you're losing right there in the middle of your defense. Mm-hmm. And then you have his, his running mate, Devin Harper, 95 total tackles, yep. six sacks, one forced fumble and two fumble recoveries. So that's over 210, whatever number that is. That's over. That's a lot of tackles between two linebackers that you have to replace. And I mean, I guess we'll see later if they can replace that production, but you're also losing three players in the secondary and Colby Peel, who's going to the NFL. You have Jared Converse, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to the NFL, but you lose him as well. And then you use, you lose Tanner McAllister, who was also a starting defensive back for Oklahoma State. But you lose him to Ohio State, who's now starting as their nickelback. Yeah. So I see that they lose a lot of production in the key areas on this team, which is offensive interior offensive line, linebackers, and their defensive backs. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, they, they'll have some guys – you know, coming in as well. You know, they're going to lose a ton of production, but they're also going to gain some players. Um, it was really interesting. They weren't super active in the transfer portal, I'd say. Um, three or four guys. I wrote some notes down here. You got Jason Brooks, who's an offensive lineman, transferred in from Vanderbilt. Um, Casey Collier, offensive line, transferred in from USC. Um, and then you got Prince Pines, who I think is probably their most attractive uh, transfer. He's an offense. All all of their transfers worth noting are offensive linemen. So it shows you that you know losing those middle those two middle guys. They're thinking, crap. We got to get some guys with some experience. We need some people in here quick. Um, Prince Pines redshirted as a freshman at Baylor. Played in all fourteen games in twenty nineteen. Uh, then transferred on to Sam Houston. Became an all conference left guard there. And now he comes into Oklahoma State with two years of eligibility. Left guard. Interior O line, like you can see it, you you can see where they're concerned, um, and they're they're expecting Prince Pines to play right away, and they're right. they're going to need him too. Um, all conference at Sam Houston is a is a great honor. If you if you don't know anything about Sam Houston State, they're very good. They're a very good football team. They're very well coached. Okay. They're always in the conversation at the end for national championships in the D one AA space. Um, this is not some you know cupcake school. He's coming from a good program. He'll he'll. He's value added for sure for Oklahoma State, um, and then we can jump into some more. You know, I'll, I'll talk about one guy as a linebacker they're bringing in Xavier Benson. Uh, he's a transfer from TJC. Um, TJC's defense seems to have some guys. They they have the guy at K State, Kobe Savage. Yeah. Um, now Oklahoma State's getting a guy from there, Xavier Benson. Um, he actually played at Texas Tech for a year. Um, he was originally there, then he transferred out. Um, but he's kind of viewed as like their mature linebacker, according to Gundy. He kind of spoke a little bit at the at pressers. Um, their hope is to play him. They they want to play four guys. Right is their goal. Um, 
they want to use him to allow some of their young players to develop a little bit. So he'll split time with Cameron Farrar and Mason Cobb. Um, but when I watched a little bit of his tape, what I kind of gather from him, he's a really good athlete. He kind of looks like almost like a safety. He just looks like he's too slow to play safety, honestly. Um, he has really good instincts. He always ends up around the football. And he has good hands. Like, he catches anything tipped. He's very good at tip drill stuff. Um, he's Like I said, he's always around the ball. So if, if there's a fumble, he's probably going to recover it. Um, he'll be he'll be interesting to watch um, this, this fall. We'll see how long he can hold on to that starting job should he get it. Currently, he's listed as number two on the death chart. But Gundy kind of sounds like he'll start. Um, and then we'll talk about... Uh, we'll, we'll jump into these. This other defensive guy here. <laughs> this is probably my favorite recruit in their class. Um, his name is Deshaun Wildman Brown. Um, Wildman is obviously <laughs> the nickname. He's from. He's a defensive end from Choctaw, Oklahoma. Uh, he's, he's a good. star guy. Uh, great get off. Really strong for a high school player. Um, has a nice little dip move. Plays well with his hips. Um, but what I love about this kid. If you don't, if you don't know his story, I, I suggest looking it up. There's little news articles and uh, YouTube videos about, you know, kind of his his background. Um, but these are the kind of players to me. You know how, like, when you watch when you watch the NFL draft and like a player gets drafted, and you know the analysts come on and they're like, he lived in his car for six years with his parents because they were homeless, and you know he he's one of those kids. He's a yeah. he's a beat the odds type player. Um, he was born and immediately given to child services. So he doesn't know who his real parents are. He grew up in foster homes until he was 12 to 15 months old. Um, he was adopted by his, his mom now, uh, who seems like a wonderful lady and has done a really good job with him. He's very polite. He's very, um, you know, very well-spoken. He he seems really smart. Um, seems like a really hard worker. Um, but he just plays with this this major chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He just plays pissed off, man. Like you watch him and you're like, dude, this guy, he plays like he, you know, he feels like he was slighted. And yeah. those are the dudes that, that make it. Those, right. those are the dudes that like make noise at every level that they play at. Yeah. Um, he seems to just, it seems like he's destined to, to play on Sundays at some point, which sounds crazy coming from Choctaw, Oklahoma. He's a three-star recruit. But when you watch him, man, I, to me, he just, I don't know. He just has it. You don't know it's just what like it one of, is until you see it. It's just like one of those times where, you know, a kid is probably under-recruited yeah. because the resources aren't out there. The, the school isn't big. Usually don't put out talent like that. But, hey, this this kid, he definitely plays bigger than his three-star status. And like we always say, uh, once you get to college, once you get on campus, those stars don't matter they go away (laughs) you're just you're a regular person just like everybody else out there so he's gonna put his head down and he just like you say play with a chip on his shoulder and you said if you said it first he we're gonna see him playing on sundays and i wouldn't doubt that for a single second yeah his tape's awesome um if you haven't if you get a chance check him out deshaun wildman brown uh got the nickname because in in his words he just doesn't stop (laughs) and uh i think i tend to agree when i uh when I watch his tape. So those are just the two defensive guys I want to talk about, but now we can jump over to offense. Um, first guy we'll talk about, cause I think this is probably the only offensive recruit that will contribute, contribute 
considerably in year one. Uh, Talon Shetron, he's a four-star wide receiver. Uh, he's already on campus, so he's an early enrollee uh, from Santa Fe High in Oklahoma. Um, his t- and I, I feel like I'll say this with most of this recruiting class, nobody's tape really pops. Uh, I think you had texted me like middle of the week, and you were like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I'm watching this class, and I just don't see anybody that that blows me away." And and I tend to agree. Um, but what I think will happen because they're going to need guys, I think this will be their number three, or their you know their backup uh, outside guy, uh, Taylor right. Shetron. When I watch his tape, I just see a lot of go routes. Um, and to me, like as a as a former receiver and as a quarterback, like. You want a guy who runs a lot of different routes. You want a little more, little bit right. more variety. Um, but he runs just a ton of go routes. He's not really polished. Like when he does run other routes, they don't look great. Uh, he's good at you know catching the 50-50 ball. He high points the ball well, <laughs> and he positions himself well on jump balls and stuff. But I don't know. I, yeah, he's a good athlete, um, but he needs some polish work. You know, I think year two, year three is when he'll really kind of burst onto the scene um but yep. i do think he'll he'll play some this year and and you know he might score two maybe three touchdowns this season um just you know kind of depending on how this offense goes um and then they brought in two running backs which these are good ones to end on because it's going to lur- you know run us right into some returning players here so they're bringing in running back four star ollie gordon from Ulysses trinity high school uh, which has one of the dopest traditions ever. Um, <laughs> good vision, makes you miss in small spaces, runs really high. He's six one, so he's a tall running back. Um, I know yeah, he's there's, there's bats. yeah, there's players who defy that, you know. But he doesn't look like one of them. He looks more like a receiver to me yeah. uh, as a running back. But um, yeah, he just he runs too high. He's not super fast. Uh, he's listed at six one two ten. I don't know. I, I I don't see him contributing a ton in year one. He'll probably see a little bit of tu- a few touches a game at most. I'm not even sure if he'll see any touches. Might be a redshirt. He may be a redshirt. You're right. I think the other gentleman, C.J. Brown, this young man, I think is a little bit more. I don't know. His game to me fits a little bit more in in the Big Twelve. Uh, hard right. runner like very rarely goes down on first contact um great athlete and i I put here in my note likes to hurdle Um, (laughs) he's got got quite a few hurdles on his highlight tape here's what i'll say about that while it makes for great tv and great highlights it's also a very quick way to get yourself injured (laughs) yeah especially come into the big man's game in college ball uh, you're definitely <laughs> running that risk. Did you did Got you get a those. chance to watch any of these guys? Yeah, I watched uh, CJ Brown. I like him a lot. He's a uh, he's hard to tackle. I don't. He is man. I I think he's gonna bring. If any running back's going to play, it's probably him. Because uh, I think they will need a like a red zone type mentality running back down there, mm-hmm. and he gives them an opportunity to put somebody in that's going to break that first tackle or he's going to make them miss. And that's, that's what you need down there. So, but I'm, I'm still not sure if any of these guys will play right away. Cause Oklahoma state is, is deep. Yeah. Their class is, is interesting. Like we mentioned, like it doesn't seem like anybody really jumps off the screen. Um, 
but but they they're solid players. Like none of them are yeah. bad. You know, I, I would not say any of these players are bad. They just they look like they just need a little bit of polish. And maybe that's Oklahoma State's mo, right? Yeah. Like you know, they're kind of the little brother to Oklahoma. Sorry, Oklahoma right. State fans, don't get upset. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about that in a bit because I think you're going to hear a stat that's kind of mind blowing. Um, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know if Oklahoma State's going the Kansas State route where they they get these guys in and they develop them. Mm-hmm. And then they end up being really good. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, that, that's a sign of a good program. The fact yeah. that Oklahoma State is relevant year in and year out. I mean, this is a, they, were, they were a win away from the college football playoff. When they lost to Baylor, like, had they beat Baylor, they may have gotten in. I think they were ranked fifth in the country at that point. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. they were ranked high enough. They would have probably gotten in. Yeah, no, they um, they definitely deserve to get in if they would have beat Baylor, but yeah, but they they kind of pissed down their leg. Thank yeah. goodness. You um, you want to see you want to hear another crazy stat? Sure. Twenty of the backup, I'm not even going to call them backup players because that's kind of disrespectful, but twenty <laughs> of the second, twenty out of twenty two of the second team players have been red shirted throughout their time in this program. There's yeah. there's only two other and one's a freshman and the other is a junior. So any other any recruit that's going into that program, they're probably going to redshirt. Yeah, they're likely to see one. You know, what did we talk about with Kansas State? It was the same it was the it's, same story, yeah. right? It, it's the same story, but two programs that are consistently pretty good. Yeah. You know, that's you know, Oklahoma State had the the blow up last year where they you know they kind of shocked everybody, uh, very quietly moved to a very good season. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, these teams are consistently in the conversation, and that's that's what you want as a program. I I mean, this is if I'm a player, I'd love to go there. Honestly, yeah. uh, you're going, you're in good hands. Um, but you know, you may you had written the note here because uh, we always have the who can contribute early section in our notes, and you wrote. <laughs> Roster full of veterans. Recruits are probably going to have to wait. <laughs> yep. There will be a recruit that jumps in, right? Like, we we know that. But you're right. I mean, a lot of these recruits are probably going to sit. I think I think C.J. Brown and Ollie Gordon will see some touches. Um, it's funny. C.J. Brown's the smaller of the two backs, but I think he runs harder, more of a downhill guy than Ollie yeah. Gordon. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, kind of working through those recruits. They do have some good players coming in, but you're right. I, there's going to be a lot of people sitting and waiting taking red shirts um hopefully they don't have to burn too many of them because again it's how you sustain a good program um but with running backs we're going to talk about some returning players i want to talk first about dominic richardson Uh, i was listening to gundy talk a little bit and he had mentioned dominic richardson's expected to be the lead back um last year rushed for 373 yards and four touchdowns those numbers don't jump off the table or off the off the screen at you. You don't you don't freak out when you see him. Um, but Gundy says he's the guy. He's expected to be a leader in that running backs room. Uh, he talked about Dominic Richardson did some interviews and he was like, yeah, you know, I I go to practice, I go home, I do my homework, then I study tape, um, and then I study my playbook because <laughs> I have to be able to teach these young guys the offense. Um, so he's right. he's really taken this leadership role seriously, um, and I and I think. I think he'll do really well. I, I think he's a good player. 
Um, runs hard downhill, can make you miss, but mostly is you know pretty pretty average speed, I'd say, for a Big Twelve running back. But he you know he has potential right. to be good. I, he, yeah. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not Jalen Warren, and I don't think that's the expectation. Right. Um, he's probably a 700 to 900 yard rusher, um, and that's that's okay, because a lot of what they're rushing will come from, aside from their running backs, is Spencer Sanders, big time, who who was their second leading rusher last year. Yep. And honestly, I mean, do you really? I don't really expect to see Dominic Richardson have big numbers last year because you can't take Jalen Warren off the field. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no time in the game where it was like, okay, let me take Jalen Warren off the field. The guy <laughs> was a beast. You you had to play him. So Dominic Richardson won't have a lot of yards, but this upcoming season, like you say, around 700, I can definitely see him getting that and probably a few more touchdowns. But uh, Spencer Sanders is going to definitely have to take on a bigger load at the rushing aspect of, of that offense. And I think he can, but we'll see. Uh, I'll let you talk a little bit more about Spencer Sanders because he is a key contributor coming back. Yeah, he is, and and he's a good player. Um, he He's kind of a he, – he's like the epitome of the dual threat quarterback, right? Like decent passer, threw for 2,800, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Those are good numbers, right? You're not upset right. with those numbers at all. Um, I mean, looking at those numbers, he's number three in the Big 12 in passing last year. Uh, so, so you'll take that. Um, his average, per, he averaged 218 passing yards a game, which is very serviceable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they'll use him more as a rusher. I, but I don't think, like, I, I feel like where Spencer Sanders is his is at his best is when things break down. Right. Um, he's very good off script. He does a good job of keeping plays alive. Now he does get himself in some trouble with decision making <laughs> on some of those things too. Um, but I, I think that's just part of sometimes trying to do too much. Right. And I think he'll see that um, and, and improve on it. Yeah. Um, he did have 12 he, interceptions. He did throw 12 picks. Um, good for one a game on a standard schedule. So, I guess that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always feel like anytime you're turning it over, it's not good. But Yeah, yeah I mean, considering you have a top 10 defense in the nation, you could get away yeah, with that. Yeah, you can, you can get away with that. I mean – he was tied for the most in the in the Big Twelve last year with picks, just for reference. Tied oh, with okay. Jarrett, Jarrett Doge. Um, oh, I thought that was going to be Spencer Rattler. <laughs> no, Rattler only threw five. Um, but, Sorry, uh, OU fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, he only threw five. Um, but yeah, he is losing though. Spencer Sanders will be losing. You know their number one receiver. Um, right. And that's that's going to be tough. Anytime you lose a guy like Tay Martin, who's a thousand yard receiver, ten touchdown guy, you're gonna feel that. But they have Brennan Presley, um, who, you know, looking at the rankings, Brennan Presley was the twelfth ranked receiver based on yards um, in the Big Twelve last year. So they're, they're, you know, they're getting they're getting a good dude back. It's not like they're 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 not gonna have some receivers. And and like we kind of mentioned, uh, they got Taylor Shetton coming in. I mean, they're getting their number two receiver back, their number three receiver back, and their number four receiver back. So they're returning guys, but it's just that they lose so much production in Tate Martin that it's like where, uh, 
who's going to step up? And you already mentioned Brennan Presley. Yeah, because the drop off after Brennan Presley is pretty large. Right. I mean, it's it's a three hundred yard drop to Blaine Green. Yeah, and there's not much uh, separation between. Yeah. yeah. So the run, they're yeah. you know looking at what they have coming back depth chart wise. Uh, it'll be <laughs> Jaden Bray, Rashad Owens, Brennan Presley, and Braden Johnson. And then behind them, they have Talon Shetron playing, you know, listed as the Z in their second team. But everything on their second team is redshirt freshman, freshman, redshirt freshman, redshirt freshman. So yeah. there are a lot of youth at receiver behind that starting group. Um, starters, even their, one of their starters is a redshirt freshman. So it's not like, you know, they have a ton of experience coming back, but they will have some guys. And, and Brendan Presley, I think, um, I think will make a huge step up. You'd like to see those touchdown numbers, you know, go up considerably next year. Um, yeah. What do you have? It said he's listed here. He's got five, five Fox. touchdowns last year, according to the Big Twelve statistics. So, <laughs> you know, you you want to see those numbers go up, especially when you're losing a ten touchdowns worth of production. I think I think you'll get some some more out of him. He's probably an eight touchdown guy this year if he right. stays healthy. Yeah. Um, Gundy yeah, just finds players. Huh. He, Gundy just finds receivers. Yeah, they kind of grow on trees at Oklahoma State, huh? Yeah, they do. I mean, Justin Blackman was one. They had James Washington, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's situation is kind of weird. But Tylen yeah, Wallace. Yeah. I mean, they they got some guys. Yeah, they I, they they just find ways. They find ways to to get it done, and and I I don't think that'll change. Gundy's an offensive guy, anyways. If I think no. people. I don't know if people remember that when he, you know, when he was first there, he was an offensive coach. Um, defense, they'll be returning some guys. I'll let you kind of drive that car. Um, some of the guys coming back. Yeah, there. Uh, it's pretty impressive that Brock Martin decided to come back. Uh, I think a lot of people were pretty happy about that because there was a time where he 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 could have left to go to the NFL last this for this draft. And uh, he's a really good player returning. I mean, he had nine sacks. And then you have the Colvin, I mean, Colin Oliver, who's a, the other defensive end. He had 11 and a half sacks. Yeah, it's a good number. That, that that surprised me when I when I was looking at film and then I see the sack numbers. I'm like, okay, I'm like maybe a six sack guy, seven sacks. But 11 and a half sacks was very impressive to me. And so they're bringing back they're bringing back experience up front. So, which again, Oklahoma State is really good at getting after the quarterback, um, making tackles behind the line of scrimmage, and that also happens to be what Derek Mason is really good at coaching. <laughs> so, yep. I think they'll have some guys step up in those play in those key areas. They also have a strong safety coming back, Jason Taylor, second. Uh, he's a redshirt senior, so. He has plenty of experience. He's going to allow the young guys back there on the on the back end to to really get some experience as they go. But as you look, the corners a junior, safety's a senior, senior, safety senior, corner junior. They're going to be. I think they're going to be solid. They lose some players back there, but I think they're going to be solid. Yeah, they'll be good. And I think you know another player that's that's not. Um, he's kind of been forgotten, but Trace Ford. Um, he's a junior this year. He he's dealt with back to back ACL tears. 
mm. which is really yeah. unfortunate. Um, but he's been cleared. He's ready to play. I'm kind of looking at his career numbers. Um, I had him just a second ago. Yeah, so he had 51 total tackles, 8.5 tackles for loss, 7.5 sacks, 3 forced fumbles, a pick, and 8 pass breakups. Um, and he's a D-end. So this is a dude, you know, he, he could slide nice. in and, and make up for some of that production. That, But he's been forgotten. He, I mean, he tore his ACL 19 and right. 20. Um, or sorry, 20 and 21 uh, right before the season opener last year. So he's, you know, he's a guy they're expecting to come back and play. He's up some weight. I think he's gained about 15 pounds. Uh, apparently looks good. He's been, like I said, he's been cleared. He's a limited participant in spring this year, but will definitely be um, full go by the time they get to fall camp. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about what they're losing, what they're gaining. This Oklahoma State football team is good, guys. They're good. They're just very, you know, they're a very mature team. They have a lot of the same guys coming back. Um, I was looking at kind of how many players they're returning total. They're returning 12 total starters, um, which doesn't sound like much, but by comparison, the number one team is Kansas, and they're returning <laughs> 17. They have the most coming back. So just keep that in mind. They're, they're getting 12 back. Um, but before we get into schedule predictions, because that's the next step in this process, and this is where Donnell upsets the most people. Um, <laughs> I promise you guys, Donnell doesn't always believe everything he's saying, but he says it anyways. Uh, <laughs> so... So this is the craziest stat to me. I did not know this. I'll admit this. I, we looked it up before the show. So Mike Gundy <laughs> is 3-14 and 14 in the Bedlam matchup. So Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. 3-14 and 14 in his 17 years as the head coach. That's funny that you said 17 years because that is a 17% winning, <laughs> winning percentage. It's so bad. It's so bad. And we kept... So Don, I, I said that earlier, and Don goes, "How does he still have a job?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." Like you would think, you know, they can't lose that game every year. Well, then I looked up the all-time, and this is why I called Oklahoma State OU's little brother. I looked up the all-time bedlam record between Oklahoma State and OU. The it is a staggering ninety eighteen and seven in Oklahoma's favor. That, that is, is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That's why Gundy still has a job. Yeah, because any other coach, like, for example, if Oklahoma coach lost to Texas that many times and vice versa, they're getting fired. I mean, Gundy has a sixth of their wins. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah, They've had 22 exactly right. program coaches. Still there. That is crazy. I cannot believe that's a stat. Um, but... You know, and they only won one of the one of those games this year, so that means yeah. They, before, before this, it was only two. two. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I don't. Two I don't out get of 16 it. Sixteen years. That is terrible. Well, maybe this is the year that changes, right? Maybe they get number yeah. four this year. We'll see. Um, but let's jump into this schedules. I have already written down my picks, so they'll be very quick for me. <laughs> Donnell is going to be the thinker here. They open the season at home against Central. Michigan. Donnell, what you got? Didn't they give them trouble before? <laughs> Michigan gives everybody trouble, I feel like. I think they actually did they not beat I think I think they gave 
Oklahoma State trouble at one point before. They did not play them last year. Uh, may have been in 2020. No, no, I can't find it. It must have been another team, but I thought that I start someone. But anyway, I think they beat Central Michigan one and zero. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. Arizona State. They're at home. Two and zero. Okay. Then, right, oh, sorry. I should probably give my picks too. I have them <laughs> yeah. at two, two and zero as well. So I have them beating Central Michigan. Then this is a gimme. They play Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's a W. They pay, they put a soft soft cupcake game right before they play Baylor, so mm-hmm. they can kind of you know you know you know the deal three and out. We'll we'll rest up. We'll rest up. Yeah. Then they're at at in Waco playing Baylor, at Baylor. What you got? I'm gonna have Baylor beating them this game three and one Oklahoma State. Okay, I have them beating Baylor. Then they're at home against Texas Tech. I have them beating Texas Tech. Okay, so they're four and one. Then they're at TCU. Oh, sorry. I have them beating Texas Tech as well. This is way harder. I need to not write my picks down prior. So, yeah, at TCU after that, I have them winning that game. Easily. Five and one for me. Oh, TCU is going to struggle this year, man. Yeah, it's going right, to take Donnell. a couple years for that program. All right, Donnell. Let's see what happens. Then they're at home against Texas. Texas comes to Stillwater. I'm Texas. That is a hard game for Texas at, at Stillwater. But here's the thing. <laughs> Last time Texas went to Oklahoma State, they beat them. How bad? It, was, it, was it a close game? They beat them. Close game, 41-34. Okay. And, okay. and here's the thing now. They, they, they should have lost to Texas last year, and Texas was in a season of turmoil. <laughs> I think this year Texas – offense is going to be really really good so i'm going to i'm i'm going to have texas winning this game okay so you that leaves no me confidence five and two <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't because oklahoma state for texas is such a trap it's not, i'm not i can't even call it a trap game because they're good but they all they always seem to beat Texas whenever I feel like Texas can beat them. Has a shot. Yeah, and that's when they usually beat us. So but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Texas. Okay, I got I Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State five and two. I have Oklahoma State beating Texas. I have them seven no. He's a hater, by the way, Texas fans. <laughs> I'm not a Texas hater, I promise. I promise. Y'all see that have, y'all see that flag in his background. I have a Vince Young jersey in my closet somewhere. Um, okay, so then they're on the road in the Little Apple playing Kansas State up in Manhattan, Kansas. I got them winning that one. I have them winning that game, too. Six cool, and two. Cool, All right, then they're away at Kansas. They might as well just stay in, in Manhattan yeah, that week. They're going to win that, that game. game. Seven and then two. Then they're, they're home against Iowa State. I got them winning that one. I do as well, eight and two. And here we go. They got Oklahoma in Norman for Bedlam. Now, we talked about the Bedlam record. They have won three under Gundy. What do you have them doing? I have them beating Oklahoma in Bedlam. I have them beating Oklahoma as well. And I think that's also the prediction I made last week for Oklahoma to lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Oklahoma losing Bedlam twice. 
Yep. This is this is now Oklahoma State's opportunity to get on top for a couple years. They beat them last year by four points, so you kind of expect that maybe Oklahoma can. Donnell, I'm score starting to worry. More. I'm starting to worry about your Texas picks, my friend. Hey, I mean, I have a feeling oh. you're gonna have Texas as like a one loss team, and I don't know if I can get behind that. Is that is that what it's turning out like? It kind of feels that way. Well, I'll definitely double check, but it's starting to look a little little slight. I mean, it might be a slight bias there. <laughs> slight, just a little bit. Hey, as, as long as no, but let me be real. Oklahoma State is very well a team that could beat Texas and I'm not meaning by like beat them by like one, two or three points. They could very well beat them by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. I think, I think, well, I can't wait to talk Texas cause I know I'm going to have to keep you in check the whole episode. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. <laughs> you um, can so try. Yeah, I got, I got Oklahoma state beating Oklahoma in Bedlam. Um, but Oklahoma that. fans stick with me. Cause I don't think that's the last time they play. Then I got West Virginia. I, I have I have Oklahoma State beating them. Same. I have West yep. Virginia losing to Oklahoma State, which firmly puts Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game against who we will be discussing next week. Next week? I mean, not next week, but... Two weeks. Two weeks. weeks. In due time. See, I'm so excited. <laughs> Donnell's got <laughs> Texas in the Big 12 championship. So this is actually... I, I got... The, okay, here we go. This is where it gets really weird. So, Oklahoma State is in the Big 12 championship. In my record books, they're 12 and 0. They're 12 and 0. I'm not, I'm not 12 and 0. I have them going 12 and 0. Call me That's crazy. Not. I have them going 12 and 0. But hear me out. Hear me out. This is where it gets interesting. So, I have them 12 and 0. We're going to get a Bedlam round 2 as the Big 12 championship in Dallas, Texas, and that's where I have Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma wins it when it matters, and they give themselves a shot to get into the college football playoff if everything falls correctly. I think Oklahoma takes a huge leap under that staff. I think they're going to be good, man. I, the the oh, more yeah, I, I dug be... into that team last week, Oklahoma's scary, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just I, – I don't know, man. I just <laughs> don't think they're more scarier than Baylor or Texas. I just think – I don't know. You're bringing in a lot of change with Oklahoma and then Oklahoma State. They have to replace a lot of production at the key positions. And I'm just not a believer in Spencer Sanders, to be honest. And I just, I don't know. I, I, you may be right about the championship running through Oklahoma, but they're gonna have, they're gonna have to show me, man. They're gonna yeah, have to show I, me. I think, I think the Sooners reclaim. You know, they're gonna lose two bedlams in a row. I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is the Big Twelve championship, and I think Oklahoma notches it, and I think they get the win. I think Oklahoma, the Sooners are your Big Twelve champs this year. Um, oh wow. I, I think Oklahoma takes the, the next leap. I, I think we talked about Wildman earlier and, and how he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I think the entire roster for Oklahoma is going to have a chip on their shoulder this year. I feel like Oklahoma feels like they have they so need much to, to prove. Yeah, I think they have so much to prove. And, and I think Venables, you know, I think that, that staff, I think it's the one that can do it. I, I really do. I think Oklahoma takes the leap. I think they win the Big 12. I got Oklahoma State finishing 12-1. and one. Um, Do you have them winning the Big 12 or losing in the Big 12 championship? Oklahoma State? Yeah. I have them winning. I have them, I have them losing in the Big 12 championship to either Baylor or Texas. Okay. You haven't decided who you got there yet, huh? I haven't decided who I have in it, but I do. 
I, I, I just believe that it's out of Baylor and Texas this year. Honestly, I, I just think those two teams, I, I love what Aranda's doing and Texas is coming, man. We may not be back in other people's eyes, but they're coming, man. <laughs> as long, as long as you let me give you a hard time if Texas isn't good this year. <laughs> now, this I don't expect anything less. <laughs> <laughs> this, this could all change in two weeks when we dig into Texas. I could, I could come out of that and be like, yo, I don't know if Texas is going to lose. Wait till you see the offensive players they've, they've added <laughs> in the year. You're going to change your mind. Cause you're going to be like, you you don't even realize it right now, but I have all this insider information that I and I read. <laughs> You'll see. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to talk Texas in a couple of weeks. But to finish up here at Oklahoma State, um, you know, just I, I want to very quickly say I think this is a very good football team. I got them twelve and one to finish the year. Donnell's got them what ten and three. Ten and um, I have them losing to Texas and. I think that in Baylor, and that's it. Texas, Baylor, and then losing again in the Big 12 championship yep. game. So, yeah, you got them at 10-3. and three. I got them at 12-1, and one, but getting second in the Big 12. Um, again, Oklahoma State's very good. The conference looks pretty good this year, honestly, as a whole. As we've kind of stepped through this, I think the Big 12 is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I think there's a lot more parity at the top yep. um, this year than there has been in years past. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all in all, this was a fun team to dive into. A lot of returning vets, some decent recruits coming in, some good transfers. Um, Gundy is always fun. Uh, we didn't spend too much time talking about him, but we'll dive into coaches um, kind of in their own separate episodes later down the road. Um, they're going to be a lot of fun. But before we leave you, I just want to remind you, we are brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, it's fast and easy to play. It's safe. Um, we'll match your deposit up. 100% up to $100 if you use code TAKEOVER. Prize picks, again, safe and easy to use. Make your picks in 60 seconds. Get your money quick with fast withdrawals. Um, and we are part of the TakeOver Sports Network. Be sure and subscribe over on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Big12Takeover and follow at TakeoverPods for all your podcast glory and content. It's all there. Um, and until next week, guys, when we're talking – T-C-U. That's going to be a doozy. We'll see you guys. See ya. Yeah.